Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is Dale and Keith with Andy Hart, and it's Giving Tuesday on WEEI to benefit the Jimmy Fund. It's presented by Arbella Insurance. Throughout the day, we'll be supporting the life-saving work and the inspiring patients at Dana-Farber and the Jimmy Fund. Patients like our buddy Chris Devon, who joins us right now, lives in the South Shore, originally from North Andover. Chris, thanks for taking a few minutes. Thank you for having me, guys. Look, you're the classic horror story. You started having headaches back in the spring due to COVID-19. You couldn't get in to see your primary care physician to get it looked at until it got so bad where finally you had to go to the emergency room and find out you had multiple myeloma. Kind of a, a, a crazy thing the way it transpired. Like you said, I, I started having headaches the beginning of, of the year and typically not a headache guy. Um, and it was just coming up, COVID was hitting and uh, life is 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 busy. I'm married, I have four, four children, uh, all, all in sports and you know, just kind of blew it off. And then I realized the headaches were in the back of my head and they were pretty consistent. And I reached out to my primary care physician at the time and, and we, we couldn't meet face to face. And over a Zoom call, they diagnosed me with occipital, neural- occipital neuralgia, which is a nerve condition typically caused by stress. You know, I, I don't think I'm stressed, but I do have a busy life and we're in the middle of a pandemic and and uh, I'm going to go with it. And it just kind of continued and early summer uh, the pain really started to get bad and it started to travel down down my neck. And I finally got to the point where I'm like, I got to go in. A, a, a close friend of mine forced me to go in and said, you just got to get there. And I went into Brigham and Women's Hospital and walked into the emergency room and said, I need help. Like, I know something's wrong. And they they did an MRI and that's where they found a mass on the base of my skull. And I was diagnosed with multiple myeloma shortly thereafter. So what has been the reaction within the family? How did your wife react to it? And then what was your plan as far as explaining to your four kids what was going on with you? Great question. Extremely lucky to have my wife. She is actually a longtime nurse who's a nurse at Children's Hospital for 15 years. And and she's very well versed in the medical field. So she's she's been a tremendous resource. Tough news for her. She actually lost her mom at the age of 23 to brain cancer. So I think it brought back some some tough emotions on on her side, but she's been a rock for us. And right out of the gate, we decided to be 100% transparent with the children. I grew up in a time frame, I'm 45 now, but when I grew up, the C word or bringing up cancer was almost like a death wish, right? And I had, I had a, a grandparents die of it. And it was really a tough topic where I feel like research and knowledge of these diseases has come so far over recent years that um, we just wanted to hit it head, head on and be transparent with the kids. And we positioned it as this is something that's, that's part of our life now. 
and it's a hurdle, but we're going to jump it and we're going to jump it as a family and get on top of it. So um, they've been asking questions and we've been giving answers and the prognosis is, is good. And we have a positive attitude to, uh, to bring us through this. Chris, when I look at you, you look like the picture of good health. How is treatment going and what is the process like at Dana-Farber? Dana-Farber has, has truly been amazing. Um, I've said to everybody that I've spoken to, I feel lucky that we're in the greater Boston area and, and these, these resources are right at our fingertips. When we pull into the garage every week, it's amazing to see the license plates and hear the accents and see people from all over the world that are coming to an amazing resource and hospital that's 15 minutes from my house. Um, so, you know, we have got nothing but the most amazing care and treatment from Brigham and Women's and Dana-Farber. Um, it's, you know, for, for what it is, right? And I don't want to go through this, but for what we have to go through, I, I am so grateful to be involved with the teams at Dana-Farber and the care has been phenomenal. Uh, I have had my, my, my hurdles here. I spent a little bit of time in the hospital back in July and uh, I watched Cam Newton's first, uh, first game for the Pats from the hospital. I unfortunately uh, had, uh, had uh, fractured my L1 vertebrae. I tell people I feel like I got punched in the kidney by Milan Luchik and I wasn't looking. <laughs> so it wasn't uh, it wasn't the best of times during the Pat's first game. Uh, I've had one other visit since with a fracture of my C7, um, where they actually also found a blood clot in my lung. It was it was a a tough tough thing to have to go back in. Uh, but the myeloma is attacking for me my spine, and the the bones are so small and and vulnerable that it doesn't take much to affect it. So that has been the biggest hurdle, but we've gotten through that and through the treatment. Um, I, I just started phase three this past Monday and uh, I feel the best that I've felt honestly since probably May. So you've been a very active guy. You were a college goaltender at St. A's. In fact, this is the only zoom session on record that two of the participants have goalie masks in their background. You've always been active and into sports. Has that been a tough adjustment for you this year? Yes, it has been uh, because I, I typically use activity, whether it's working out, skating, I still play in men's leagues um, and to, to, to have to dial back on that and not be as active as I like to be. That's really been one of the biggest challenges that I've had to face um, is I, I really enjoy activity. I'm hoping as we move along here that uh, that I can do a little bit more than just walking and get back into working out a little bit more. And I don't think it's it's going to be anytime soon that I'm going to be able to step back on the ice, but uh, hopefully winter of 2021, maybe 2022, I'll put the skates back on. Well, obviously today is giving Tuesday and we're trying to support the Jimmy fund and Dana Farber. And Chris, your family is no stranger to raising money for this cause. Tell us about that, what your family has done to help you guys raise so much money. And we've gone through an amazing experience. So when when I first got diagnosed through my work and, and just wanting to give back, I recently I've been looking for a charity or, or fundraising opportunity to get behind. I've done some things, but it wasn't overly you know, driving force to do it. And when I got diagnosed, uh, my wife and I were with Dr. Paul 
Richardson, who's my doctor and amazing guy, uh, we were trying to figure out a way. I said to him right away, like, what can I do to help? I want to get involved. And his immediate reaction was, let's let's get the official diagnosis and get you up and running in treatment, and, and then we'll talk about that later. Well, my my wife took took note to that, and behind the scenes, I was not aware. She started a fundraising Facebook page. And uh, I think she set a goal of, of $2,500 and that was in like mid-August. And she presented me on my birthday on September 27th with a, with a check for, I think, over $62,000, which was truly amazing. The generosity that people have and the willingness to give towards a cause is just truly blown me away. And like I said to Dr. Paul and, and to my friends and family is this is an amazing foundation that I really look, uh, that I really look to grow on and, and help, help the cause and make it a part of an annual thing for, for our team. That's really cool. Your story resonates with me because like you, I'm a 40 something dad with a couple kids in their teens and constantly running around with youth sports. Has it been difficult for you to kind of be that guy that needs help and to, to lean on other people for help? It is. Uh, I tr- I've tried to keep it as normal as possible and be as, as the usual dad and husband that, that I've always been. I have gotten pushed back from my wife and been like, <laughs> you need to rest. Take a seat. It's, it's, it's interesting to be going through this during a pandemic, right? right? Very different than a lot of other cases. I have three hockey players in the family and the boys are playing all over. And, and right now, um, what was tough for me out of the get-go is that I couldn't go into the ranks and see the boys play. And now with a lot of the ranks are just shut down, nobody can go in. So I, right. I, I, I don't feel that bad. I hate to say it, but it's like, <laughs> okay, like I'm in the same boat as everybody else. But I, I've, it has been tough to kind of take a little bit of a step back, but they've been fantastic. Everybody has has stepped up around me. The, the giving of families, whether it be a dinner train or just stopping by or cards or well wishes, has been overwhelming and and a huge part of my success, I think, to this point with the treatment is that's the stuff that really keeps me going. Chris, do me a favor. Keep that goalie mask handy because I got a feeling you're going to be back out on the ice throwing yourself in front of hard vulcanized rubber objects sometime soon. (laughs) I hope so. I'm ready to go. Chris, thanks so much. To donate, you can text KCANCER to 20222 to make a $25 gift or go to jimmyfund.org slash Tuesday. This is WEI's Giving Tuesday, presented by Arbella Insurance to benefit the Jimmy Fund. On Dale and Keefe with Andy Hart. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.